Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the This Dummy Podcast, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. Thank you for joining us for our second episode, and thank you all for the positive feedback on our premiere episode. We promised no monologuing, so let's just get into it. This week, Jacob and I wax sophomoric, hashtag wordplay, on Taylor Swift's squad goals, gay Jonas's, and who's really getting away with murder in Shondaland. All right, so let's take it from the top. All right, hey, what's going on? I don't know. Let's see if we can do this again. Um, my mom uh, listened to the podcast and she absolutely loved it. Oh, of course and she does because she, she is the arbiter yeah. of all things cool and everything on the internet. You know, right. she's totally she's totally tapped in. But she said that you had the voice for for the radio you know i've always admired her good taste <laughs> her irreproachable judgment and i was like what about me mom <laughs> um, her I, I'm, not, yeah, I'm just like your brassy sidekick <laughs> you're like you're like you're vo- like a, a velvety viola and i'm like a like a, a rusty trombone uh, no perfect balance that's the thing i maybe maybe rusty trombone is not the right that's, uh, i don't think that's the analogy thing. Yeah, you want I to should, offer to yeah, the internet. I might want to. I might want to think about, yeah, something, an alternative to that. Anyway, or maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe that's what we. Run maybe with. that is just it. Maybe it's that trombone. Let's just see how this goes. So here we are, episode two. Um, yeah, defied all the odds. We really did, and are, like, should we be lower down in the gorilla, gorilla suit, like uh, Cookie Lions was? On oh the my goodness! Season two opener. Can does it even make any sense? Why would it they do that to her? Doesn't make any sense. Honestly, I have to be completely one hundred with you. I probably turned off the episode after they introduced Marissa Tomei. Why? Well, it was like they were like, "Let let me introduce you to Miss." Missy Mimi White Man. That's right. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. I try to give it another chance. I don't know. What happened? What happened? Caucasia White Lady. Well, that's basically what her name was. It was Mimi Caucasia Whiteman. Is that? <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Well, you're not going to Empire for subtlety and nuance and their portrayal of lesbian characters. You're right. going for a ham fisty. I guess. I guess. But you didn't I stick just, around for it. You I were the only person to tune out because everyone I else showed up. Well, you know, like after the first podcast, I was like, okay, I've really got to step it up now. Episode two, I've got to catch up on my all my television. So, <laughs> I so actually you spent did the last week watching everything, every single television show ever made. No, but I did. I did actually um, fully binge How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, season so, one, season one. Oh, I'm so sorry I'm, to hear that. I'm all up to date. Have did you see the whole season or um I saw probably about half of it and I have dipped in and out of it. Uh-huh. Trying to be supportive, but I really don't see it for that show and I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends prefer that show to uh Scandal and I've just I don't. Okay, so you prefer Scandal to How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, it's not even really close. Okay, now why? Why 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 do you prefer Scandal to how to get with murder? Uh, I preferred the bounce in Carrie's wig game. Okay, well, first I and foremost. A, I mean, I guess we should just start off just talking about Viola and you know her Emmy, her Emmy win yeah, her for the historic show. I mean, I guess win. that was kind of the reason why, because I knew we wanted to talk a little bit about the Emmys today. I wanted to just kind of get a full picture of why she won and her performance throughout the season. So that was really sort of um the catalyst for me taking about because you you were ignoring it completely life out because i did i mean i started watching it at first because you know of course i was kind of curious it was a new shondaland show you know viola's the star i was curious and then i think i got through about six episodes and then i just kind of like i stopped i just stopped um so after yesterday i picked it back up and you know kind of went through it and I don't know. I think that that Emmy win, I think, was just sort of a 
thanks Viola for all your good work previously award. You know what I mean? It's like, sorry, we didn't give it to you for doubt or for the help, but you're on TV now. So here's this image. So here's thanks this a lot. Here is my thing. She got that award for one piece of groundbreaking television in particular, Which, one wh- single moment from that series, because oh. I maintain that how to wait, how to get away with murder is not a good show. It's not even a fun show. It's all over the place. And you know how I love lawyer shows. It yes. just doesn't deliver on any of those fronts. She got that award because she snatched that dusty wig off. And she took her, she took took her, off took her face off. She took her face off, and it was a really raw moment for ABC, of all networks, in prime time. Yeah. That's why she got that award. And for that, I think she deserves it. I guess she deserves it for that, because, I mean, I guess that's sort of like a vulnerable, a moment of vulnerability. And, you know, she's just kind of like, this is a raw emotional moment. And it's sort of, you know, translated in in the physical, too, right? Yeah, it's kind of the watershed moment I expected good hair to be, but it wasn't. I guess, but the thing is, here's the thing. Then after that moment, they kept repeating it and repeating it and repeating it over and over again. And for me, I don't know. I'm kind of torn by the whole, like, I have no wig, I have no makeup scenes with her because, I don't know, I think that Shonda maybe initially thought that this is good. This is, this is, this is, a, this is a black woman in her, her natural element, her natural beauty. But my concern is that I don't know if, like, all of America kind of interprets ter- interprets it as that. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of award or Emmy and Oscar award winners win these awards when they play ugly, right? Yes. Like when Charlize was like, you know, uh, the Warner's murderer. Monster. Yep. Right. In Monster, she won. She won the Oscar because she went there, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, was she being awarded for that because she was like, you know? People were thinking that she was like, you know, she took her wig off, she took her makeup. She was hideous looking. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting point. Because as as far as those Academy Awards go, yeah, you know, Charlize, women get it for playing ugly, usually. mm -hmm. Pretty women get it for going ugly. um, Right. Which is why everyone thought Jennifer Aniston was going to get it this year. Um, Right. For a cake, yeah. Um, white guys get it for as they did, as they mentioned in Tropic Thunder, for going full full retard or half retard or whatever it was. Robert Downey Jr. said they get it for playing right. mentally disabled. They'll get some awards attention. Tom Hanks, right. um, Sean Penn, um, and black people get it for playing like these animals. If you look at um, right. Denzel Washington's performance in Training Day, he was kind of a monster. Everyone mm-hmm. thought he should have gotten it for. Um, what was that project the year before where uh, the hurricane and he didn't get it. So that was sort right. of an appeasement award, I guess, but now right. we have Charlie or not Charlie's, but um, Viola getting it, getting the Emmy for this. I don't want to say ugly moment, but certainly a raw moment. None like it was a raw moment. moment. And I don't think, obviously I don't think Shonda Rhimes was thinking this is your ugly moment. This is just her being like, this is you in, in, in your natural form and like in your most, most vulnerable, right? But I don't know. The fact that they kept doing it over and over again. And even, like, okay, a woman can, like, take off her wig and her her makeup. But, like, I just feel like the way that they lit it and everything, like, every scene where she was, like, wigless and makeupless, like, they really, really, like, tried their best to make her look as ridiculous. And they made it traumatic. It's not like right. that beauty commercial that Carrie has going around right now where she's like, does your makeup remover get everything off? Oh, right. And then yeah, they exactly. scrub her face and she's it's in this not... natural look, but it's still right. full makeup. They didn't but do why that for her. have just been like, a, I woke up like this, like light in moment. You know what I mean? Without having to get like really raw with it. Right. I don't know. I'm kind of torn about that whole thing. I mean, it's brave on Viola's part for sure. Sure. But, but she, to I me, is that kind really... of an actor. She is that kind of an actor, and that's awesome. But I just don't think that message necessarily translates into um, being confident and like this idea of natural beauty to all the viewers. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe even like the the Emmy um, voting panel. You know what I mean? I think that they were like, "Oh, this is you know, she's brave because she was brave enough to be ugly." But it's like, "Oh, that's not really." I don't think that's necessarily how she envisions, envisions herself in her natural state. 
Well, that is interesting um, because that kind of brings me to a question that I had. And everyone's saying, yes, great, this award she wanted. It's a historic moment. She's the first Black woman to win uh, in the leading position in on a dramatic series. So, yes, good for her. She gave this amazing speech that everybody loved except for that one white lady who got all kinds of backlash. She made she had the Rosa Parks quote about all the white women with their outstretched hands. And for me, I feel like, does everything have to be a history lesson with Viola right. Davis? Does she yeah. see herself as this struggling to me? She seems like a, a she's got the slave mentality. And yeah. She like, always takes it to the chalkboard, right? Like she, she always, it always, always has to be does. a teachable moment with her. And yeah, she's a great actor, but can she do everything? And it made me think, yeah. is she going to be like a Holly Berry? Because Holly Berry is another Academy Award winning for, and she delivered in her role that she got the Academy Award for. When Holly Berry has to play like mm-hmm. a distraught woman in snotty tears, she nails it. Mm-hmm. She did yeah. it in um, New Jack City. She did it in Monsters Ball. Like she can do that. But when she gets like a cake, uh, like a cake roll where she just. Mm-hmm doesn't really have to do much it's like nothing connects these words are they were they translated to you from another language do you understand what you're saying because it doesn't seem natural or authentic in an easy Mm -hmm. role she comes off as a a bad actress in a crazy role and maybe she's drawing from something personal and so she can do that quite easily. Uh, maybe. Just maybe. Maybe. She's drawing Who knows? We can't, we can't say for certain. Crazy department. We don't but know. I we wonder, is this Viola too? Because I've never seen Viola be fun. Is she capable of being fun? Well, did you see the season premiere of How to Get Away with Murder? Because if you did, then you know that Viola knows how to get down. What did That's she do? I only watched like what? the first 10 minutes of it. I saw she's got a new Shirley Temple wig and I, I checked out. Okay, well, wait a minute. Okay, well, well here's the thing. I, even before starting and talking about season two, you know, you're thinking like, who's the villain? Who's the killer? Like, like who killed the girl? But the only villain in that show really for the first season was hair and makeup. Like, they did... <laughs> They got away with murder. They got away with murder and murdering Viola's character sometimes. Because, okay, season one, the first half of season one starts out Viola with Anini Leaks, season one, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Right. Quick weave situation. Quick weave, turn to the side. Turn to the side, maybe had been blown off to the side Mm -hmm. because of the wind. (laughs) <laughs> you know, during the shoot without anyone sort of adjusting it. Sandstorm. And again, like, Viola's a very chocolate woman. But I feel like a lot of the times they put her in, like, a sort of, like, orange base, kind of almost draggy-like, to sort of, like, maybe lighten her up, like, in certain interior scenes. I don't know. It just looked really, really crazy and weird. So maybe they just – they probably fired hair and makeup in the middle and that's why that pivotal pivotal moment happened they didn't have anyone to do her hair and makeup and they were like you know what let's write this here's what we're gonna do yeah and then they maybe did they fire the lighting team as well they probably did but you know what after after like the first half of season one they came back from their little hiatus she had a whole new she had like a little farrah fawcett bob like they took the nini leaks off and they went about their business so maybe Maybe, maybe, maybe that explains everything. It was, it was a hair and makeup issue. And luckily for Viola, they wrote that in. And that's why we had that scene. And hence, that's why she won the Emmy. That's what it was. Everybody yeah. loves that's a comeback. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. I like it. Um, have you seen these uh, promotional videos for the season two Shondaland shows coming back on ABC? And they're all like, smiling and happy and tossing wine and viola's in there and she's got her gavel or that little um what's it the scales of justice thing uh-huh. whatever that trophy no, is I that they win it. uh-huh. it's really no. strange because she uh, meredith gray and carrie washington everybody's laughing and tossing wine and having a good time and viola's in there too and she's spinning and she's smiling and she's like i'm on abc on a shonda show and uh-huh. i just watched it and i was so perplexed because i've never seen her like that and i don't know Happy if i believe and it and exuberant you, yeah well i don't know but you say in season two she comes up she knows how to have fun okay well yeah there's like one scene at the end where i, I this is not like a not a spoiler um, but there's one scene like where like the students are kind of like down about something and 
like she ends up taking them to this uptown funk she ends up taking them to a rave but and like she's in this oh my gosh okay and so then she switches her wig game up and she's in this sort of like china doll bang wig with a mandarin collar top and she goes out to the club and then she starts getting her dance on with, oh, with, no. with the kids. You're going to make so me go back to the season premiere. I, I think that you're going to need to go back and go back to the end. There's also another twist right um, right before the end. And I think in the last 15 minutes with she and um, what's her name? I don't even know. Jean Grey. You know, Jean Grey. Oh, from, yeah. Uh, the Fonka Johnson. Okay, so she's Famke Jensen is in the show now, and oh, there's, an interesting, there's an interesting dynamic there, too. And maybe they're gearing up for uh, Viola's second Emmy with what, what what goes down. But I don't want to spoil it for you. We'll, we'll return to this Interest next week. But here's the thing, also, before we move on to the next thing. I don't want to, anyone to misconstrue anything because I'm a Viola Davis fan. I love her. I loved her in love doubt. I loved her in everything. I love her so much that I was the only did one, probably. Did you got yourself probably. on How to Get Away with Murder Wig? I did. I'm wearing it right now. I don't care. I see that. It looks really good on you. Thank you. You. Look, you look like you're ready to deliver some justice. I am. going to take it into my own hands because yeah. it's the only way to get anything done as a black woman in this world. Um, well, that's no, right. And sometimes you have to skirt the lines between good and bad, too, <laughs> to get, get your justice. I'm the decider. Um, but I watched Leela and Eve, and I'm sure I was the only person to watch this movie. It's Viola Davis's movie with Jennifer Lopez. Do you remember well, this? I did see when the promotional poster came out, and I did post it to your Facebook because I was really excited about it. Yes, it, it came down the same day. So tell me what happened. Okay. Well, um, I really just want to spoil it. I just uh, I Don't went through some. Okay, I won't. I'll, the the broad stroke is that Viola Davis is a city worker struggling over the murder of her son, um, and she goes to this mother. She like enrolls in the support group called Mothers of Young Angels, where she meets Jennifer Lopez, who is like who becomes her sponsor, but she's like the worst sponsor. And instead of helping her get over it, she's like, you know, the only way you're going to get over it is to get revenge on the people who took your son. So you have Viola Davis, like cursing, busting caps, shooting people. And at one moment she's up in the club, probably not unlike this, how to wait to get, how to get away with murder scene. She's up in the club uh-huh. with Jennifer Lopez. She's got hoop earrings. She's oh, got boy. off the shoulder, black, like body contrasts and she's uh-huh. just like dancing with jennifer lopez and it's just now, wait why do they go to the club because they're like staking out they're trying to track down the people who took her son and they're like okay. drug people who go to the club okay so she followed them to the club undercover, deep undercover like, stakeouts everything like, they're in the like their thought attire yeah oh my okay. goodness yeah, okay. and in one scene, J-Lo goes, you look good. They're fixing themselves up in the mirror. She's like, you look good. You look almost as good as me. And then she goes, oh. almost as good enough, because I don't want to look like no hoochie. And then they laugh, and they take selfies. It's kind of like, it's a must-see no. viewing for no. anyone who oh, claims gosh. to be a okay. fan this of is, her work. Yeah, this is definitely uh, a must-see. A must I got to check it out. For, just, just to see Viola step outside of herself in the way that we all know her. Take a look mm-hmm. at this and then reevaluate your opinion of her work. I wonder how that even happened. Like who who set that up? Like a J Viola Davis? You, it's totally Benny Medina. Because you know Benny Medina every Thursday has his big chalice of wine and is watching Shondaland. Right. Like Shondaverse. And he's like, you know what? This is an this is a perfect idea. How long until J Lo gets a Shonda series? Well, you know, actually, J-Lo has a new series that's coming on NBC. Yeah, so it's like Rookie Blue. She's a cop or something, right? She's a cop. She has no hair extensions in. Mm. And she's got, like, you know, a frizzy sort of, like, perm. And <laughs> no. she wears, like, a bulletproof vest. It's, yeah, I don't so know. So it's not out know. of sight, the series. It's not out of sight, the series. But although it might be, who knows? Cause, or it's like the, you know, the, the sequel. No, wait, actually, no, that's not out of sight. I'm thinking of another J-Lo movie, and yeah. You're thinking Monster-in-Law? I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking Made in Manhattan. <laughs> she goes from maid to detective, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. She's just going to be on the Mysteries of Laura. 
she's replacing Deborah Messing. <laughs> right, exactly. They just took Deborah Messing out of the equation and dropped JLo in, and it's called whatever it's called, Shades of Azul or whatever. Ooh, you know, it's got to be something. Boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, right. you know, speaking of hair and makeup, and just comparing this to another fine lawyer show where there's a very, very, very gray area between good and bad, and I know that you've enjoyed this too, is is damages. And yes. Viola needs to call uh, Glenn Close's hair and makeup people because... They should have all won Emmys. They should have won Lifetime they Achievement They should have awards. won Emmys hand down because Glenn had the best lace front. She sure she did. had a different type of do for every season every time every time i remember the first time we watched that show together you were like her hair looks good <laughs> like, wow she looks she great you what know. kind of conditioners she she got Mm-mm. going on is that like mane and tail what is that yeah it's mane and bumpets and voluminous bumpets and pulleys levers <laughs> there's a lot going Witches. on there. but she witchcraft she off she pulled it off. Yeah. They had a they had a really big budget there over yeah. at damages, but the first couple seasons were really oh, good, and then sure. by the end of it, it kind of like went a little bit off the rails. But it went it off the was, rails. It went off their the networks. It jumped around to a few different channels. I think it ended up right. on like the TV Guide channel or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> it was like on TV Guide at the end. Yeah. It's like you know you couldn't even see all of it because you know the the station guide was like rolling over it so it's like what's the point of this yeah it was on like nintendo wii (laughs) uh anyway um speaking of more tv i mean it is fall it is fall this is like all the newer like the new shows are coming out now so much television anything um sort of like going off on your like must watch radar well the thing that's going off on my much must watch radar is that just just so much black television it's mm-hmm. crazy there are like 30 new black shows minority report blackish is back obviously all the shondaland things empire gerard carmichael had a show that started over the summer i don't know if you are familiar with gerard carmichael no who is he he's this black comedian he had a really really good stand-up special on hbo that spike lee directed and he's got a mm-hmm. new um i think it's on cb no it's on nbc and it's a multi-cam show with uh loretta divine and um David Allen Greer, and it's kind of in the style of Everybody Loves Raymond, a little okay. bit. It's very traditional. It's curious to see how it'll go, but I think that was more of a summer series. But Rosewood was another new show on Fox starring, who's the guy in all the black, um, Morris Chestnut with with the giant teeth. Well, I couldn't, like, I saw the preview You're not about to tell and... me that you didn't watch Empire, but you watched Rosewood. I know I you're not watch Rose, okay. I did watch like the like the sort of like two minute, you know, preview or whatever. And um he I think it's like based in Miami, but I couldn't even think about the show because I was too distracted by the fact that Boris Chestnut is like driving down the same road that J Lo was driving down in her Love Don't Cost mm, a Thing video. Yes. So I'm like, I'm like, wait a second, what's going on? I'm like, I'm waiting for him to like throw a chuck a Chanel bag out the window <laughs> and like take off his gold hoops. You I'm know? mad that you just recognized that road. I know. I was like, wait a minute. And it, it was. It totally like go go and look at it. Uh, yeah. It's totally the love. It's like, I was like, am I watching Love Don't Cost the Thing right now? Basically. Anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't really know much about it, but it seems like he is a medical examiner. Yes, it I watched like, it and I I, okay. I don't know if he can pull this off. Every, it seems like we always have to have one of these shows on where it, the star is someone who solves crime and they're smarter than everyone else, but for no reason. Right. Like House was the medical genius who always knew what was wrong with everybody. Uh, the mentalist. Um, so he is like this, kind of like this medical oh. examiner who just solves crime by looking at the spittle between someone's lips. <sighs> He doesn't he like, really have the charisma to pull this off. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of have to be smug and gruff, and he's too winning, which right. is kind of a backhanded compliment. He's he's very winning and likable, but perhaps doesn't have the the technical ability of an actor to pull it off. I don't know. I just wasn't convinced. Yeah, but I, I sat know. there I, and like, watched it. Are we it. finally like as a, like as as audiences getting fatigued of like you know the know it all you know, uh, mystery solver. Like, I think that it's just so played out, you know, and people, 
I don't know. It just feels like it's very formulaic and it's really, it's going to be hard for them to really bring in viewers because it's like the same story over and over again. I think that there's that, that show uh, Limitless on CBS. It's kind of like the same sort of okay. format. I mean, like exactly. every show on CBS is like the guy who's the detective and he knows something else everyone else doesn't know. And, you know, right. That's like on their programming like five days a week. And so, CBS has know. been like the number one network for the last 10 years. So maybe they maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they're the know-it-all detectives and yeah. <laughs> they're feeding us this stuff. But um, I watched Rosewood, like I said. It sort of benefited from the Halo effect of Empire, which had a huge mm-hmm. debut this, right. this season. I think they had 16 million viewers. Rosewood had 7.5 million. So everybody's winning over there on Fox. The show I was really excited about yes. was Minority Report which was the original title of Larry Wilmore's daily show, nightly show. Oh, right. Um, But they couldn't use it. And I guess this is why, because there was another show already in the the pipeline. Yeah. Now, is Tom Cruise an executive producer on this? Just curious. Negative. Oh, he's not. I don't think so. I mean, Steven Spielberg is. Okay. But Tom Cruise was in it. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But Megan Good is in this. Um, I, of course, showed up. Watched it on on Hulu faithfully, and mm-hmm. because who watches TV on TV anymore, right? Um, and the first time we see Megan Good, who is the star of this show, she is voguing through a crime scene recreation. We remember Minority Report; it's all these hand yes. gestures, and it's the future, right. and we solve virtual crimes with and like these first person shooter games. We use our hand to manipulate crime scenes. Right. We see okay, her yeah. voguing through a crime scene while Beyonce's partition is playing. No. Okay, so I was you got like, me. You this got, is my me. new favorite show. Uh-huh. Um, drawback. Then she opens her mouth. Then she opens her mouth. Yeah, well, you know what? She and opens her mouth, over. and you, that's when your side eye starts. However, <laughs> it's not her opening her mouth. It's everyone else on the show, because it's like they oh. cast every single person with a speech impediment to be on the show. No. Wilma Valderrama is like the police chief. So- He's not playing Fez. He's not. He is playing Fez. Fez. No, you are listening to Fez no, deliver not. futuristic legal jargon, <laughs> and you're like, okay, this show needs <laughs> subtitles. Okay, so there's Fez, and who else is in it? And do you, do you know Nick Zano? Does that name mean anything to you? Yes, because he was wasn't he married to H- Hillary Duff's sister? Oh, that sounds like something he would do. That sounds like a hateful thing he would do. I I remember he was like a crooked-mouthed VJ for five minutes. He was on that Amanda Bynes show, the WB. Yeah, yeah. What I like about you with Jenny Garth. Don't ask me why I know his entire filmography, but I know him. He turns around. I IMDb'd him and seared it into your memory. He was on that that pilot last year that for Ellen, um, one big happy, where it was like her and uh, Alicia Cuthbert. You know I get really she's emotional so good. about so Alicia Cuthbert because because she's out of work the right best now. Comedy in the last ten years was Happy Endings, and I don't understand yeah. what happened there. I don't but, know yeah. why that wasn't a hit. It, yeah, that is actually it's, worth revisiting. Just everybody watch that instead of anything. Should any watch new Happy Endings. Season. Like, actually, just turn this off now and go and watch the go first watch episode. Happy it's Endings. So good. Yeah, or watch the episode where Penny gets drunk and she can speak Italian because that really, and if you are kind of on the fence about Elisha Kupfer, watch this episode because I mean, she's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And also the episode where they do like jazz Kwando. Anyway, it's all good. <laughs> it's, 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 it's all good. <laughs> yeah, It's really, one. it's really a fun time. That's a good one to sort of just, sit back and watch like three or four episodes in a night. It'll really take you to a happy place. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to stick around. I'm good at least for like five episodes on Minority Report. The other thing that sort of tickled me is that um, in one scene, Megan Good is talking, I forget who she's talking to, but they're going mm-hmm. through old um, vinyls, like a record collection. She's like, "My da- this is my dad's vinyl collection. He introduced me to all the oldies. The oldies she's referring to are trouble by iggy azalea and jennifer hudson uh, but wait they're going through like vinyl records though yes but that uh huh just you know it's a mystery shouldn't they be like uh, again doing another like 3d vogue situation through like their mp3 
collection. Right. We don't have, okay. I'm not saying it's a perfect show. I'm it's just not saying, perfect, obviously. Okay, okay. I'm just saying there's some things in here that are interesting to me. Interesting. So Trouble, okay, yeah. Trouble, yeah. trouble on vinyl. One of the old ditties. I feel like I saw something about Iggy Azalea the other day. Her breakup with T.I. I was like, oh no, actually I was out yesterday. And her, okay, I don't know. Like, I know that Fancy was her first big smash. But before Fancy, they released, I mean, I think they, yeah, they released a couple different singles. But I think the first one was called Work. I don't know if you heard that one. No. But anyway, it played, we were at, like, we were at this venue last night. And they played it here, and it was pretty good. Mm. I, I forget that I used to be a big, a, an Iggy supporter. But yeah, you know, she in the same way we were all like big Nikki supporters because they had such strong mixtapes, and then they released their official <laughs> albums, and, it's, and then they, they get on sideways. Twitter and they just blow up and go crazy. Like, what happens? They just torpedo their entire situation. And speaking of torpedoed, can we just talk about? Azalea Banks situation. I don't know. What don't is the matter with her? I don't think there's any recovery from this. Like, no. it's one thing to have like diarrhea of the Twitter fingers, but it's another thing to be on a flight, to go totally ham, and then start dropping f bombs. Like, what is that all? Like, you don't get a pass. Like, you. I'm sorry. Like because you have a gay fan base, I think she like, and then she went on Twitter after this whole thing sort of, sort of, you know, blew up and was like, you know, my brother is trans, you know, my sister's baby father, mother is gay, like, and blah, blah, blah. Like, so she was trying to justify why she could use no. the F word. And it's like, you know, you can't do that lady. Or, you know, like, even if she self identified as, as queer or LGBT, like you just can't do that. Like, Especially when she's clearly using that word as a pejorative every time. Yeah, she never yeah. says it with any affection or inclusion. It's not like she's trying to reclaim that word and change its meaning. She's using yeah. it as hate speech. And she only yeah. does it when she gets mad. And she only does it to hurt people. Yeah. I think she's just got a lot of issues that she's got to kind of deal with. And it just keeps, you know, reemerging time and time again. And... I don't know if there's any, is this it for her? Like after this, I mean, I would think that a majority of her fan base are gay guys. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I can't see how a person recovers from this or how someone could actually continue to support all of her crazy antics. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's light at the end of this crazy expletive filled <laughs> tunnel but right now i'm just gonna say mm, see um, you later i mean she barely got her cd off the ground to begin with she could benefit from that girl's time like media training she should call matthew knowles she should call matthew Knowles. he's not really busy but he is apparently uh in the process of like writing a screenplay about the Destiny's Child. He's just trying to keep them checks coming. <laughs> Documentary. What is he doing? I think that I think I read recently that he's trying to get a Destiny's Child biopic off the ground. Yeah, he's trying to lure Kelly and Michelle back into like back into the studio with like glazed hams, just dragging them across the street and like pies <laughs> on windowsills, trying desperately to get squeeze like another check out of that Destiny's Child brand. But Beyonce one knows more. better. One more. I hope so. Hope yeah. so. I mean, as much as I would like to see it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. She, she, she knows better. But yeah, he'll try anything to get to get them back in the studio or to get a couple coins because, um, you know, he's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of situations that he has to deal with too because he, he has. He, yeah, he's got like ten babies, mama. He stepped out on <laughs> Tina a hundred times. Yeah, and then she took her ring off. Because mm -hmm. Beyonce told us about it. In the, threw it um, on that J-Lo highway. And, and <laughs> threw it down the J-Lo expressway in Miami. And now mm -hmm. she's a single lady. Yeah. Oh, no, no. She got married again, too. Yeah, real quick. She didn't waste any time. She didn't waste any time. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess when, you, when you're a woman of a certain age, you just know. When you're a woman of you, you just know. And you, you just, just make sure it. that all the right things are underlined in that prenup. Right. Get it signed right quick. And then you get on with your day. Signed, sealed, delivered.
and you get married. That's it. I'm keeping my stuff. And that's all. But Matthew Knowles, his his new side hustle or his new main hustle should just be like mentoring these troubled wannabe pop stars. Right. Because he if anybody knows how to forge a pop superstar, it's Matthew Knowles. Yeah. Yeah. And Azalea Banks could benefit greatly from Beyonce Bootcamp. I mean, I guess we all could, honestly, but especially her. Yeah. She's got some frayed edges. You know, Beyonce was performing at the Global Citizens. Did you see her Global Citizens performance? Uh, I did not see that. Um, I did see that she performed with, um, who's that little ginger? Ed Sheeran? Okay, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, the little redheaded guy. Can you explain what, what what is an Ed Sheeran and what is his... What is his claim to fame? I mean, he he's popular, he is, right? He's very popular. And okay. he had a, a popular album that came out last year called X. He worked with Pharrell. He had a couple jazzy little singles. Everybody loves that song, Thinking Out Loud. Here is my problem with Ed Sheeran. And I've said okay, this before in other places. But he's a plagiarist. And Sam Smith, who we will get to in a second... Um, the last year we had a lot of like musical plagiarism cases. Sam Smith was victim to one. He caught a suit from Tom Petty because his song sounded similar. I guess mm-hmm. he shared three notes that he ended up having to pay like 5% or 12% back to Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers. Um, what was the other one? Blurred Lines got one from the Marvin Gaye family. Oh, Here's yeah. The they really got socked for theirs. Yeah. But nobody feels bad because Robin Thicke can suck it and that song is date rapey. So everybody wants him to pay up. But we all know Pharrell's going to end up having to pay that $7 million because Robin Thicke doesn't have it. Here's I don't think he has it anymore. Yeah, I think he's pretty much done. But talk about like such a quick rise and fall. Yeah, he messed it up. He really just pooped on it. Dummy. Um, dummy. But Ed Sheeran's dummy. song, Thinking Out Loud, sounds exactly like Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Like, if anybody should catch a, a lawsuit, it's Ed Sheeran. And that's not his only offense, because the other song that he had on, that he had out before that, was um, called Don't. It sounds just like Lucy Pearl, Don't Mess mm-hmm. With My Man. And okay. I want him to start writing checks to... It sounds like you still have your um, Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder wig on. <laughs> and you're writing, you're writing up, like the litigation for this case so i am i'm gonna do a viola davis struggle walk right down to the courthouse put it on the, and i'm pressing put charges it on the i'm stomping it on the down docket. there um but speaking of beyonce and destiny's child uh-huh. and lawsuits about plagiarism sam smith did the new bond song have you listened to it i did kind of hear it yeah I, well i did hear it i didn't kind of hear it i heard it yeah i didn't bother to listen to it so let me ask you this does okay. it make you want to cry does it sound like a wailing toddler um <laughs> because i no. defy sam smith to do a song that is not like heavy with heartbreak right well i was thinking it was going to be like a housey club were you were expecting some edm from sam smith I, well i was expecting something like uh what's that one that he did with disclosure oh right yeah i can't remember what the name of it is i can't remember what it was although i know the original version of it with sad sack Oh, yeah. okay. The one with Disclosure I, is like the remix. Oh, okay. The one oh, on Sam's latch, album. Like something Latch. Latching? Latching I think it's you? just Latch. Yeah. Latch. Just anyway, latch. I thought it was yeah. going to have like a latchy kind of feel to it. But I don't know. It was fine. It wasn't. I thought that Adele's Bond theme was a, a better. Yeah. But. Well, he's the first guy to sing a Bond theme in 50 years. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, but I'm telling you, it's not as good as Adele's. It's not as good as Madonna's "Die Another Day." It's not as good yeah. as Tina's "Golden Eye." Yeah, that's the. Yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, it's not gonna. So it's, it's, it's not gonna live up to those. And I just want to say, someone should sue him again because for the like that bullshit copyright, um, unlawful use of a Destiny's Child album title, which was "Writings on the Wall." Oh, that's right. Wow, you really still have, you know what, you you are basically auditioning for How to Get Away with Murder, season three, <laughs> obviously. Clearly. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was an okay song. Not 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 mind-blowing, but I think it'll do fine. Oh, well. Well, speaking of Ed Sheeran, I know, okay, this is the only reason I know of who he is, is because he is kind of like a satellite member of like Taylor Swift's big friend group, right? 
Yes, they did a duet together. I forget what it was called, but of course they did. Okay, so he's like an honorary member of this girl girl squad. Sure. I want to say they might have dated for a minute. Ew, don't say that. Okay. Yeah, so I think that he was, yeah, I think that he kind of is a part of that entire posse and, and crew. So, so um, what do we think Taylor is up to with her ever-growing girl squad, which now includes Lena Dunham, Mariska Hargitay, as we mentioned last week. Right. And also Ellen Pompeo. She's in it, too. She was in the Bad, Bad Blood video. Oh. Uh, course as something like i mean Dr. And, Giggles or something. <laughs> and why would ellen pompeo and mariska hargitay bother to show up to any taylor swift event after she like named her cats after them well i think that <laughs> she's shady as fuck i think she's kind of shady i mean it's very mean girls though right like she's definitely the queen bee and she has like all these others like you know number twos that are basically her, 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 her yes women, you know? Um, but I think that like they all get a little something out of the relationship. It's not like they're being taken advantage of. I mean, like they're getting a little bit of publicity. Yeah. Everybody gets a little hanging around. Like they get a little bit of shine from her, right? Just hanging out with her. And then she has this big group of people that she can call her friends, you know? Um, but it is kind of, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's just really irritating because come on. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, for the life of me, cannot figure out a reason why Chris Rock would show up on stage at a Taylor Swift concert. I did not know that. Why is he in her girl squad? I did not know that, but you know what? Maybe, I don't know for, for just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Well, That's the only reason why Chris Rock is in that. He's like, hey, guys, I'm hanging <laughs> with Taylor Swift, you know. <laughs> That's some crazy stuff. Like, you know, something like that. And that was my Chris Rock impression, everybody. It was no perfect. I thought you, Chris Rock was like here that? in the studio. <laughs> I was going to well, offer listen, him a vitamin gonna, water. If you're going to give your best Viola, I've got to do something. <laughs> you better I've bring something, something to the table. For my, for my Peabody or whatever. Mm-hmm. What kind of award would we get? We're going to get canceled after all of these violations. No one's listening. Everyone has totally cut, cut, turned turn their, their podcaster off. Yeah. They're done. What do you get out of hanging out with Joseph? You get a little bit of shine. You get a lot of. Um, I, no, I have a feeling that what Taylor is going to get out of it, though, is a, like a big time concert special. All of these stuff. Oh, yeah. All of this strategic casting of best friends. Uh-huh. It's all for this big, probably HBO. Well, no, Taylor Swift's mainstream. Taylor Swift is going to be on like NBC Thanksgiving concert Thanksgiving. special. Yeah. Any second now, we're going to start seeing ads for that. And yeah. It's going to push it her album over right. the top. She's really yeah. swinging for the rafters in this one. She's trying. Yeah, to, uh, that's what the, I think. That's records. probably right because um, it's definitely more of a family Thanksgiving special. You know, I don't think she's kind of got enough edge for an hbo special or who knows do you need edge for an hbo special um i think that is the uh, perception is that hbo specials have more edge i think they just have more uh security right for people who have lost their edge i think if if you can deliver an audience you go to a network and they pay you big money if there Mm -hmm. is a chance that you can't deliver that audience you go to hbo because they are subscription based and their ratings don't really matter that much and you get your money up front speaking of taylor swift too i i I think after watching uh scream queens this week oh right that was the other new show what do we think of that the only ones i think there is a little bit of taylor uh, hate slash aggression out there in the atmosphere. Um, in Ryan Murphy land, considering um, the the casting that they did and the, and the name that they gave to one of the characters. Do you know who? Oh yes, oh, that yeah. was mean. One of the yeah, girls on the show was really mean. Well, Taylor Swift. So, so what do you think of that show? I mean, I personally, okay, I always think that these Ryan Murphy shows they come up with this sort of interesting concept. And they don't necessarily follow through. They don't have enough steam to continue through an entire season. It's like, it's a good idea, but it's not necessarily something that can be fully realized in 15 to 22 episodes. And that's kind of the feeling 
I'm feeling about this one too. Also, on well, top does, of that, well, uh, does Scream Queens have a full season order? Do they have 22, or is it like a short series? I thought I don't it was know. I have, shorter. I'm not sure. It's probably shorter. I thought it was on the American Horror Story tip because for me, is it like American Horror Story? I can't understand how people would have interest in watching something murdery like Scream Queens and Campy past Halloween. I feel like all of right. the episodes should be done by by October 31st. 31st. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. You know, I kind of go back and forth. Like, I liked American Horror Story the first season. Um, as the seasons went along, it got a little bit too hokey for me. And I don't know, this, the Scream Queens, well, number, a number of issues about this show, but it's kind of racist, I think. And maybe it's like, I'm not like super sensitive about sort of race issues and things like that. But I don't know, like, did, so you watched the episode, right? Yes. Well, it opens with them talking about like white mammy and this one maid being called white mammy. Yeah, that was kind of a sour note. A little, there's a lot of like inappropriate racial stuff there. And I don't know how I feel about it. And of course, it's supposed to be all in like the good fun of it being like a comedy and sort of like this like satirical dark comedy. But I'm like, I don't necessarily think that that is a message that's really being telegraphed to audiences and it just comes off as being insensitive. Right. That was kind of a sour note because A, none of those characters in real life or in the universe of that like that fic- fictional school um, mm-hmm. would understand that reference. Right. Exactly. What it really means. So it just sort of comes off as this racist thing that this character says. And also right. in Ryan Murphy Productions, I think because he himself sort of casts himself and writes a series in a way that it's sort of from like the outsider perspective, like he is in this minority group, so he can get away with using this kind of language. Like this is, this is like the same, like uh, Azalea Banks. Yeah. This is the same thing with like an Azalea Banks, just because like you're a part of like a marginalized group that doesn't necessarily give you license to then, you know, say things about other groups or, you know, write, you know, write things into your shows that are, you know, borderline or completely offensive. Right. Yeah, because your intent will not always register. Exactly. And it's definitely, at least I didn't get, I, it didn't register with me. And I'm a little bit like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. It's like, not everyone's in on the joke, you know? And then I'm like, you know what? This is why, this is why Dave Chappelle quit. <laughs> That's right. Tired of people laughing at me. Not laughing the right way. Not laughing the right way. And that's true because, I mean, if you look at, like, Niecy Nash's character on, on the show, and I don't know, I just, it kind of gave me the creeps a little bit. Yeah, and Niecy Nash is great. And we've seen her do great things time and time again. We've seen and her we've be seen her as funny. A cop. We, and we've seen and her as a cop. Too. <laughs> <laughs> she is always a cop or a security guard or something. Well, oh, yeah. But um, like she's great on Getting On on HBO. She was mm-hmm. she was really funny on Reno Nine One One, which is I think where most people love her from. Um, yeah, and she's got a great personality. She's great on talk shows. It's kind of sad to see her in this portrayal of a caricature. Yeah, like why would she even take a role like this? She's like, really two dimensional. But I you know, this. she's a working actress, you and gotta I work. will say that she, even though it is a caricature for her, she is good in that role. But yeah. It could be so much more, and you just know that it won't be. It wasn't in yeah. the premiere. It won't be in the, the rest of the season. Well, we'll see how long she has to go. I mean, I guess there's one silver lining to this. Is I that... know what you're going to say. <laughs> the sister didn't get killed first, right? I uh, mean, yeah, that Kiki is true. Didn't get, Kiki didn't get the boot as the first person killed on the show. Although, well, Ariana did. Ariana's got a little... She did. Also, labor. spoiler alert. And... Oh. Guys, second also, over. yeah. We, sorry. Well, she's she's a, a touring like pop star. She's got a busy schedule. She doesn't have time for this. But I think that at least Ryan Murphy does kind of have a um, his hands on the pulse of uh, how people feel about some of these pop stars. Because I think that people are kind of exhausted by Ariana Grande's antics and by Taylor Swift's antics, and this is just him getting his aggressions out on these on these pop stars. I'll tell you what Ryan Murphy has the pulse on. 
Oh, is this going to be a nasty comment? <laughs> it might be. So everybody brace yourself. And this is the silver lining I thought you were referring to. Oh, okay. Was gay Nick's, Nick, Nick Jonas finally oh, delivering what? a gay Jonas well, brother to me. Oh, my goodness. Well, I've got a lot of opinions about that and the gay Jonas brother. But hasn't he? he's already done this. Has he? When? Yeah, he, he did this on like a stars show. I don't even know which show it was. Nobody but didn't does. he play like a gay boxer or something? Uh. <laughs> I don't need any more. I don't need any more of this Nick Jonas gay pandering. I can't. I can't anymore. Well, what else is he going to be? Nick well, Jonas is trying to stay relevant. I know, but he got buff with his little diabetes body and started taking his clothes off last year, (laughs) trying to be the new Marky Mark. He got some biceps. He he knows what side his his bread is buttered on. He knows who butters his bread. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's one thing about knowing who butters your bread, but there's another thing about, you know, like just milking it to the nth degree, too. It's like, it just reads as so desperate. It is a little but you loved it. transparent. You loved it. I loved it. And I'm going to stick around for a few episodes to see what happens. So you like those like type two pectorals. I'll take them. Right. Okay. Well, keep them. Keep them. <laughs> you keep them. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold. I yeah. will say that it is at least fun. I like mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis in it. I do like it. She's really showing her Boniva brashness if you <laughs> her activia brashness oh wait, i thought it was uh boniva okay it's all the vias you know what you should also treat yourself with because i just i was just treated to this yesterday um is a scene from some movie it's on youtube with jamie lee curtis as a um fitness instructor and Johnson yes in class, i and love that movie thrusting, that is thrusting. my What's, favorite movie is upn afternoon the, matinee s- movie I only saw the thrusting of pelvis bones. You need to go. But you probably are not going to be able to rent it. It's probably not on Netflix. You probably can't rent it on iTunes. You will probably have to purchase. And I'm telling you, it is worth it. The movie is called Perfect. Yeah. John Travolta okay. plays a reporter from um, Rolling Stone, and he's there to get the scoop on this new aerobics wave. And there's something sinister happening in the the fitness studio. Something's going on. Yeah, Jamie Lee Something Curtis bad is, a Bruin. is jazzercising for her life. And also, I got to say, I n- have never seen it for John Travolta. This movie, Perfect, I watched it and oh. I was like, you know what? In, the, in that it. scene in particular, you got a little bit... Here's the thing, though. That that whole movie is that scene. Okay, I don't know if I can handle all that. You can. You must. <laughs> I don't know. It's an know. imperative. Just, okay. you know, however you need to do it. Do it, and it, then we will, will reconvene and discuss. Small doses. I want like everybody, a, all of our listeners. This is your homework. Go and watch this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis, John Travolta. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, we will. We will do that. That that's that's our assignment, folks. And then post your comments on Facebook. Post it to our Facebook. Post it to our Twitter. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Let us know how you feel about the pelvic thrusts. Oh boy. Yeah, that was emotional. I didn't expect to get so emotional. I know you got really about. worked up about perfect. I, didn't I was really, really surprised that you brought that up. Well, Do you know what else I, I saw though concerning John Travolta. That's all for this week. Let us know what you think by leaving us a comment on Facebook or SoundCloud at This Dummy or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.